0: For example, as a kid waking up in the morning and, you know, seeing a, a roach in an ashtray, um, not thinking anything of it, it's just a part of your normal life. Living in a community that's um, over-policed and walking up the street, thinking nothing of it, it's just your life. Um, drugs, busting up your family, house, your household, my father sent to prison, my mother murdered, becoming awarded a state and ending up right here actually in Sacramento and NRCC, the uh, California Youth Authority Reception Clinic. And one of the first questions that they asked is, do you do drugs? And I said, no, I smoke weed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they
0: said, well, weed is a drug. We're going to give you a six-month time ad so you can go through Narcotics Anonymous. So here was an example of just, you know, one of our normal daily activities, and uh, being in cannabis uh, was, was forced into a time mat with the youth authority and having extended parole consideration dates. Once legalization came, um, I heard about the equity program. I, um, I was excited. I was happy. I was anxious to work with the city and the state. To try and figure out a a, a solution and and become a cannabis operator. Um, I came in with a lot of the cohorts here 2018 um, under Prop 64 with the the first equity program in Oakland. Here's one of the ways that the state of California has failed me so far. One is the cookie cutter process of of, uh, allotting tax funds that get filtered through a bunch of different bureaucracies before it even reached the equity applicant. Mm-hmm. So you guys are, I, I see all these big articles about money, but I ain't seen none of it. Right. You taking all the taxes, but I ain't seen none of the money. Right. I'm getting robbed. I'm going through all of the same problems that everybody's talking about here, um, but I'm not receiving any of the, the support from the state. Uh, it, it's also hard when you do, as a vertically integrated company, we have a uh, cultivation tax and then the excise tax which forced me to either take a, a, a cut or to take my, my product to the consumer at a higher rate. So it's making me less competitive. So I concur with everybody here. Let's lower the taxes. Let's actually erase the excise taxes for equity operators. And let's get rid of the taxes, the cultivation taxes. Let's help us out. Thank you, Carlton. All right,
1: we all here. How do I? How do I even say this? Um, first and foremost, it's a pleasure. Um, words can't even express. I just feel honored that you know you my good brother um, in light, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big deal for me that you would take the time out of your busy schedule to actually come to my home and Allow me to host you, like it's a big deal for me. Um, and I know that you're a big deal to a lot of people, as you should be, because you do a lot, uh, not just in your field, um, but in the community. Uh-huh. So,
0: Man, appreciate I appreciate you. Welcome you.
1: I'm probably gonna, I ain't gonna lie, I'll probably throw on some other accolades when I go back and edit <laughs> to give you the proper introduction.
0: So, good. but
1: the what matters the most is that you're here. You in Pescadero, you in my home, and I just want to thank you, brother. Um, and I'm going to just give it to you, man. Whatever you want to say to start out, who you are, where you from, and we just going to go organically from there.
0: Man, appreciate you, Ken. Appreciate you um, having me here, invite me into your home. And, and and I didn't even say.
1: I'm sorry to cut you off. This is Carlton Williams our Oakland's finest. <laughs>
0: appreciate you, man. Invite me on the compound. Um, you know, a quick introduction, like the brother said, I'm Carlton Williams. Um, I, uh, I'm the founder and owner of New Life CA. New Life CA is a vertically integrated cannabis company located in Oakland, California. We have a a couple cultivation facilities, uh, distribution and non-storefront retail. And we also do cannabis events. Um... So, man, pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here, brother.
1: Pleasure is all mine. Um, Wow, man. It seems like so much time has passed. But was that just yesterday we was at the state capitol?
0: That was... was that Thursday? I think that That was was, Thursday, Thursday, huh? Yeah, that was was Thursday.
1: That was Thursday. So, for our audience, um, I was honored. This brother invited me to uh, the state capitol in Sacramento here in California um and he was a speaker at what to me seemed like a very prestigious event so if you just want to explain to the people um what that was all about while you were there mm-hmm. and i'm sure the news picked up your speech because it was epic
0: mm. yeah um so uh basically it was a collective of um you know black brown uh and equity businesses uh and other uh, generational farmers from the Emerald Triangle, from Mendocino, Humboldt, and so forth. Uh, the reason we were in Sacramento, we were on the West Wing of the the, the Capitol steps, and we were, um, you know, we were crying out for uh, the lawmakers, um, the decision makers to uh abolish the excise tax for equity companies and completely get rid of the uh cultivation tax for cultivators um you know th- there was a, a a bill that was uh proposed where the um you know you go into the details of the bill and it was just like you know drug war 2.0 where, you know, with the high tax money, they want to use it to regulate and most likely come after the, the, the small craft uh, black and brown businesses. So we pleaded with, um, you know, the state of California to, uh, you know, repeal this tax plan and and come up with some better solutions to help secure uh you know, equity, uh, mainly, which are folks who were considered victims of the war on drugs. So, you know, we, we was just up there, you know, to make our voice heard uh, um, and, and and you know, try and get these folks down there, these lawmakers, to do the right thing.
1: And, um, you know, for me to, to see it, I mean, it's, it's one thing to, like, hear from you. You know what I mean? And what's going on? It's another thing to be right there on the steps of the Capitol, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. witness, uh, not just somebody who I respect, but all these other people who are heavily respected uh-huh. in their communities. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How you good, brother? Uh-huh. Hey, you, you, real comfy. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I was inspired, honestly. Uh-huh. I was very inspired. Um, you know, obviously I support cannabis, <laughs> you know, from my activities, <laughs> um, but... Um, I gotta be honest, man, I was ignorant of what's really going on uh-huh. and the discrimination, you know, and the, um, just the unfair practices in my in, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So to see that, especially in our state capital, like that means, uh, and I guess, um, you know, before we go on to like your personal story, uh-huh. um, you shared a little bit of it on the steps. Uh-huh. And, and I think that that's something that people need to hear. Uh-huh. Um, is there anything in terms of uh, the cause or the movement in the cannabis industry that you, you feel like um, the general public should be aware of? Like anything that we're that we are ignorant of, mm-hmm. that like we should definitely be aware of. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think the 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 general public um, should mostly, you know, should most definitely be aware of the pivotal point we're at um, with this new industry. Um, I would compare it to, uh, you know, uh, prohibition and alcohol. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. once alcohol was legalized again, Mm -hmm. um, there was a bunch of opportunity. There was so much opportunity. Um and you know back then it was like the mob in the twenties and stuff they were doing all of the bootlegging, yeah. they were running the they were running the um uh, the alcohol down the highways and to Joseph keep Kennedy. yeah to keep the hooch you know to keep it from spilling they would upgrade their suspension they would put big V eight motors in the car so they can outrun the police right and this is where NASCAR came from. You know what I mean? So this is like a yeah, this is like a, a I
1: think I saw yeah. I, I think I saw a doc on
0: that. Yeah, so this is like, you know how NASCAR came about. So like we're talking about and you see how big NASCAR is today. I do. And um in my community, uh let's fast forward a little bit. You know, I, I you know, I grew up in East Oakland. Um and a lot of my family is on 80th and you know, I was on 75th in Russdell and you know, back in the you know, in the in the in the early 90s, the late 80s, mid 80s, we would be able to take a note and from your grandmother and walk down to the store and get a pack of cigarettes. Like as a kid, you could do these things, right? Over the years, um, those same stores that's in the community, we end up growing up, we get older, we stand outside and we say, hey, hey, could you go in and buy me some alcohol? And the older person would go in and you're underage and they'll go get you some alcohol or they'll go get you a black and mild. Right. Uh, um now here I am in my, you know, adult years and a lot of my family is dying from high blood pressure, diabetes, all of these different things that, you know, is caused by the alcohol, the tobacco and the drugs. But right. but we don't own any of that industry. No. They've just fed on us this whole time. You know, even the Native Americans, they Reaches. inserted. Reaches. Yeah, even the Native Americans, they were able to get casinos. Some of them, you know, they were able to get casinos and take advantage of that. And then there's others mm-hmm. that they gave them a bunch of wasteland. They didn't get the opportunity. So I don't want to say all natives and generalize them, but no, no,
1: but there at least was like there was
0: some sort of opportunity.
1: Some sort. I mean, I don't even want to say peace offering because we know the history. But it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some federated. Federally protected land, mm-hmm. casino industry, like mm-hmm. it was something. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it makes up for what we know was right. atrocity, but right. it was something. Exactly. And I don't
0: wanna compare our experience to the Native American experience because it's two different experiences and it's no comparison. Um but the, the this is our opportunity at a casino. You know what I'm saying? So as okay. So as you know, African Americans who come from over police neighborhoods mm-hmm. who You know, uh, uh, victims of the war on drugs, the equity program, and being equitable and having equitable practices in cannabis is our opportunity to create generational wealth and be able to um, to to able to be been able to affect change from a different angle. See, traditionally here as African Americans, the only route we've had is, you know, um, for us is go to college. They say go to college.
1: Which is, which
0: is, you know, which
1: is slavery by another name, economically speaking. Right. I know. You know how much student loan debt myself and my wife got? I I don't even want to say. That's how embarrassed I
0: am. Right. I know, man. I know. I know my wife going through the same thing. So, you know, that and then that's what we were taught. We watched the Cosby show. Great show. But hey, go to go to school. Go to college. Do this. This is the way out.
1: That's what my parents taught me.
0: That's what they all, you know. Well, even in the worst neighborhoods, right? We were told, "Hey, and if you can't get there, Go pick up God. a ball." Oh yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> this is your way out: basketball, baseball, football, so forth. Go to college, you know, get a good job, get a good education, or we become community activists. You have your Martin Luther King, your churches, your all of this. You, uh, Martin Luther King, your churches, your Malcolm X's, your your people in the community that's yeah, in the activism. Them. Yeah, right. Or even if they are long term activists, the problem with it is is it's a system that continues to evolve and there's really no real change. One of the things that we've been locked out of as African-Americans is capitalism we oh, haven't uh, been yes. we we haven't been in the space to create generational wealth to 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 be able to uh not go in and, and and yell and hoop and holler and protest but to actually put the funds behind the right council members and the right senators and the right uh yes. and have our our our, our not uh professional or our our community lobbyists but have professional lobbyists for us to now Uh, make change in government the way we need because we're locked out because we don't have the capital so you know cannabis is an opportunity for us to pull back and say hey well we're on the front end of this industry we need to take a piece of this industry so we can help make the change in this country that we want to see they say they talk about cannabis Mm -hmm. helping with like epilepsy and cancer and all of these other things can
1: I just pause you for a second Mm -hmm. because I is that cool Go for it. Because I literally, the Young Turks, mm-hmm. they have a, a news network on um, YouTube and they have an app also. I'm not trying to promote because I ain't paying me, but if they want to pay me, come <laughs> uh-huh. on. Um, but I do watch them. They get a lot of news. They had a story literally last night about how um, THC and cannabinoids, there's research being done that says they can actually prevent COVID.
0: Oh, yeah. I've been I've been looking at that.
1: So I saw that Mm. and I showed Cassie and she was just smiling. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, interesting.
0: And and, and to my point, there's a there's a lot of that. And this is what I want to challenge people to think is that cannabis can also heal a broken community, you know, from a social justice point of view.
1: Break it down, brother.
0: And this is what equity is, you know, bringing folks like myself and, and other folks like me and saying, hey, here is some It's it's not just low, uh, lowering the barriers for you to enter into the market, sure. but let's go ahead and give you access to those venture funds and the same funds that other folks have had access to for years that we just haven't had that bandwidth or we haven't had the skill um to get into so here's a fresh new industry i I would say the
1: experience
0: the experience
1: we haven't been provided the experience it's true we've been locked out it's true of that experience because that's the greatest teacher
0: right nobody wants to invest real money into a barbecue shop into bop bop barbecue or into a what into a it's
1: good but it's not a
0: you know what you I'm know saying? What I'm
1: talk- you know what I'm talking
0: about? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do we go to that next level? And this right. is this is a new industry and it's also an industry that has been weaponized against us. So it's only right that we come into this industry and we use this as an opportunity so we can get in on the capitalist side and we can start seeing some real change around here. Call me crazy,
1: you know what I'm saying or call me um naive or too hopeful, but I feel like in this moment, in this day and age, we're actually seeing some progress on those type of equitable fronts. And it has nothing to do with the year. It ain't even got that, well, I wouldn't even, uh, let me, let me pause. Um, it's the people, it's the people that actually make a difference, mm-hmm. um, when a generation of people decides, fuck that, like we're like we, we gonna change this shit, we know our history, we educated, because you told us to get educated. Mm-hmm. So we got all types of degrees, we know a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they also have their experiences.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
1: so when when a generation like that comes along, when it's like you can't tell me nothing because I didn't seen it, lived it, and done it, as Uncle Earl would say, mm-hmm. and I'm educated, mm-hmm. oh Lord, we finna.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, a very good, very good point. Um, I, you know, here's the here's one of the challenges is, um, like you said, experience. Everyone, we're all living our own experience. Right. And a lot of times we find that there is no room for other people's experience. And that becomes okay. a that becomes a problem.
1: It's problematic. I, it's, I agree. It's problematic. Yes. Like you
0: know, like even me talking about social justice for cannabis. There's someone out there mm. who's like, man, shoot this nigga. You know what I'm saying? He talking like that. He, I don't like hearing that. It's like poison to my ears. Um, and. and-
1: you know what, This is your interview, but I gotta pause you for a second. Okay. I have to because I feel like this, this is one of those moments mm-hmm. where I feel like my experiences led me to a moment like this. Mm-hmm. I know that, especially for a busy man like you, mm-hmm. you like, fuck that. Like, uh, I don't have time for that shit because mm-hmm. you got other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You got a family mm-hmm. and you got a business mm-hmm. and you got people you love and care about in the community. Mm-hmm. I get that. And perhaps for you, That's the right move at this point in your life, Mm -hmm. to say, deuces, I'm not dealing with none of that shit. Mm -hmm. Perhaps there are Mm -hmm. other people, because I believe, and this is my psychology background, Mm -hmm. and this is my Auntie Karen in my ear, I can hear her right now, her mentorship. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to listen to an individual that's on that type of time. Mm Mm-hmm somebody has to be their sounding board and show them that they're not alone mm-hmm. and that their experience is mm-hmm. important too. And then we can get to a place where we can bring them in eventually. <laughs>
0: I know cuz I know exactly what you're saying. No, and I agree. Okay. I 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. What I'm what I'm thinking about is right now there's probably a podcast, a parallel podcast going sure. on that is of a you know, uh, make a make America great again. Mm-hmm. Trump supporting, uh, you, sure. you know. Uh, sure. uh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, because I curate
1: my own vibe. Yeah,
0: but and here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's their experience, right?
1: That's the other thing. Yeah,
0: it's their experience, right? And right. And until like I can actually sit back without like crazy ass biasness and actually listen to their experience you know what i mean it's going to be a it's going to be a constant conflict and a constant you know a constant cycle a constant war go for it
1: yeah just want to make a suggestion there's a reason that a president has a cabinet
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's a reason that there are people that work for him and i can even say her cuz Kamala Harris took the oath while mm-hmm. Biden was under for that thing mm-hmm. right so there's a reason it's called delegating like there's a reason that the a, a boss has people that deal with other stuff mm-hmm. because depending on what you got going on mm-hmm. in your purview mm-hmm. it's not a, it's too much for any person to deal with i don't care how wise how experienced how educated mm-hmm. you've got to have people that don't handle that right and you know that you're right. From the town. right so I would say there's a reason a president has a secretary of state. Mm-hmm. What, when we come to those issues that make America great again all that stuff, you need yourself a secretary of state mm-hmm. to engage in that diplomacy. Mm-hmm. And then they can have those conversations. Right. And all they got to do is get you the bullet points. Right. This is what's going on from that other camp. Mm-hmm. What you want to do based mm-hmm. on this information. Mm-hmm. That's how I would.
0: No, it's true. And a lot of things, you know, this is funny because I know which, I, I know what, what, You know, I know what waters I swim in. So a lot of times I might even, uh, I might even withhold because, you know, I just know the environment that I'm in. Um, You know, I never understood why. Why, you know, the the portrayal of. And I know we don't like getting too polit- political but this is a free space we on um, online this is your space on a podcast whatever you want to talk about But but I never understood why you know the at one point after, especially after 9/11 mm. Republicans hated Muslims when Republicans were conservative they believed in you know church god family um they were anti-abortion they were pro gun they were all of these different things that was like hella Islamic, mm-hmm. and they fell right in line with Islam. But they hated Muslims so much. I was like, man, this don't really make no sense. Maybe if they kind of pulled away from the differences a little mm-hmm. bit, and then, and and they would have a heavy Muslim following over there if they looked I at agree. the if they looked at the parallels, right? I agree. And then so it's the socialization, it's, brother. Yeah. it's the news.
1: It's, you, the, it's the news telling you either directly or indirectly. Hate this group of people. Right. This monstrosity, this tragedy happened, and right. this group of people is to blame. Right. And we were all susceptible to that. Right. So I'm not making an excuse for them. Right. But I'm saying like, it was orchestrated. Man.
0: And that's my point. Until we can, until we can like, until we can respect each other's experiences. It's gonna be that continuous war. Yes. But as soon as you pull yourself out of that and you look and see all of the similarities and how much alike we all are, that's what I'm saying. Then people will probably, you know. So, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm saying yes, this in it, yes. in it, you know, we kind of drifting away from cannabis a little bit. But no, that's I feel good. like this that. Good. I feel like cannabis is a great opportunity for us to, you know, yeah. A lot of people don't even like the term capitalism at heart I'm it's at, a trigger word for some yeah, people. Yeah. So most definitely. At, at heart I'm a socialist. You know, I want to see social justice. I want to see equality for all. Yes. I want all of that. Yes. But I'm in a capitalist country. So if, oh, no doubt. if if I continue to act and move as a socialist, I'm just going to get drained. Socialism here in this country is to be monetized. For example, okay. My, even in the cannabis industry. And this is why I don't really like speaking out on equity, because I'm just like, man. Let me put my head down and, and be about the business, and I'll affect change on the back end. Here's here's an example. Mm-hmm. When we first started, 2018, our mission statement is still on our website, which is www.newlifeca.com. You can go check us out. You
1: make sure we still good.
0: Go ahead, brother. Yeah, but um, okay, we're still recording. Go ahead. Okay. So yeah, so the the our our goal and mission statement was New Life CA. <laughs> Uh, we're using cannabis as a tool to create opportunities for the districts hit hard by the war on drugs. And we do this by collaborating with the arts. We do this by collaborating with local businesses. We hire locally and our cleanup initiatives and so forth. Um, In 2018, once legalization first came, this was not a popular thing. Like nobody wanted to hear it. They wanted to hear, you know, the brands that are, you know, named after Sweets and stuff like that, and you know, cookies, and they wanted the unicorns, they wanted more of the stoner vibe. Which, you know, I'm not knocking man, man, super, super great companies, great businesses, business wise, they're excellent. Um, and it's no telling what they do on the back end. So, that was the popular thing until George Floyd gets choked out. Um, once George Floyd gets choked out, now everything is about equity and inclusion. And our model became popular. All of the community service and all of the work we were doing meant nothing because everybody is now putting social justice and equity on their packaging. Target is saying, oh, we're about helping and supporting small businesses. So equity and social justice and inclusion has become monetized. It's to be monetized. And that is where the light bulb clicked for me. All right. Yeah, my heart is in it. But someone I could do all the work and someone can just come in and and put a social equity stamp on their packaging. And now they're getting all the government contracts. They're getting the they're they're, they're getting the shelf space. They're getting all of this stuff that I was working for the whole time. So after that experience, you know, I pretty much um, concluded that we're in a capitalist society and everything is to be monetized. Even if it's, you know, a, a, a black man getting shot or by the police, an unarmed black man or getting choked out or whatever the case it is, uh popular culture is going to take it and they're going to make profit on it. So uh, I have to get in the race. So if I want to see in my community, if I want to see the potholes fixed, uh, I have to have a successful business. I have to start buying property. I have to put funds behind Certain council members to, uh, uh, to 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 initiate the the, the policies that uh, you know me and my people want to see. So, I mean, that's just pretty much it, man. Um, that that's pretty much how I see it. I'm a socialist at heart, but for me to for me to be able to 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 initiate my, my socialist agendas, I have to first be a capitalist.
1: Right. And uh, just for the audience, because we, we keep it all the way 100 here. I had to go to the restroom and relieve myself. So <laughs> I just let the brother, you know, keep talking. And I'm sure it was golden. I can't wait to listen to it later tonight. Um, but I did hear the tail end of it. You were saying that it's, it's almost, and this is how I look at things, it's kind of like a strategy. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we understand living in the skin that we're in, where we are. Like we, perhaps even more than anybody else in the United States, like uh-huh. we know what this really is. Uh-huh. Because we experience the, <laughs> we experience that of, of which the people that would know the most uh-huh. go through. If that makes sense, that, that well, lack of privilege
0: yeah we've been on the we've been at the barrel we've been on the business end of the gun the whole time
1: and at the same time i love i love that i love i like that i might have to use that in private conversations can i use that
0: Go for it, man. I got it from. I'm gonna quote you though. Yeah, you know. I'm gonna a give you props. I don't, yeah. I don't play for. Oh no, that don't come from me, man. Look, I heard a white boy say that, so I. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> like one of my white partners was up in you know up in the up north in the forest and shit. They, that's a common up term. In a Redding, yeah, Redding. yeah, up there in Redding and now out That's a common term up there. So mm. you know, uh, uh, brogan. Uh, one of my white partners told me that, but. You know, or I heard him say that, but it's broken. I think I know a white broken. Yeah, we might have. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah,
1: about
0: yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Okay. okay. So, so it's like, um, you know, it is like we've always been on the business end of, of things. Like even when it comes to the largest businesses, and folks think that we are in the privileged space. For example, the NFL. Most let's, let's go. Let's mo- do this. Let's,
1: let's most most
0: folks to say, "Hey, that black guy has it all. What are you complaining about?" But don't really understand the depth of like the diabolical uh, 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 institution that that is when you talk about everything from the combine, from them measuring their hands and arms and. Putting them up there on the auction block like slaves. That ain't no and slave right, 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 and then Once a day. yeah, and then the, the popular slave auctions, and then the popular culture behind it, where you think all of them are rich, where some of them don't make that much money. I, I was you know, watching
1: kind of chop up money with so many.
0: Things. Yeah, and I and they don't have money management skills. You give it three hundred thousand dollars a year to a, a a twenty year old, a twenty two like year old. Just, it,
1: just think about it like logically. Right. You take a kid from the hood. Right. I don't know none about money management, but he's talented. Mm-hmm. And then you know what I mean. You,
0: you give him an agent.
1: Give him quote unquote agent.
0: Who's a or w- maybe take
1: the quotations off.
0: Right, right. You feel take me? the quotations You're off. Right. You know what I Right, talking? right, right.
1: Like yeah, and just take all their money, and they don't understand. I mean, and it's the same thing. It ain't even a race thing mm-hmm. because you could take a kid from a trailer park. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could take a white kid mm-hmm. from poverty, quote unquote poverty and do the same exact thing in the same arena. And he, you know, the privilege might help him. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, yeah, man, it's just set up he, that way. Uh, and no matter how much the players make, how much do the owners make,
0: right? Right, right. Regardless. It, it's the same with cannabis and equity. Like, equity in Oakland is probably a lot more chocolate than equity in West Virginia. Mm. You know, let's put it. I I would love to do this. Like one of my down, down the line, man, getting my stuff squared away here. I want to go see. I would like to go put a, a equity program in West Virginia just so people can see it's not a black thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Equity in West Virginia is going to look way different from the, the participants there is going to look different from, you know, equity in Atlanta or anywhere else. Because it's not really a right, it's not really right. a racial thing. It's, it's not, a not, it's, it's class. a class thing.
1: Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, and we know that's been it. I mean, it, you know, when Martin Luther King said, I have a dream, mm-hmm. it was no problem with that. It was when he started talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. He started talking about, you know, poor versus rich and middle class. Man, and they started took,
1: talking about the war.
0: Yeah, they took the brother out. Things, they took him out after that. Oh
1: no, 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 no!
0: That's when he got took no, no, out.
1: You can't talk about this military foreign policy. Right. You can't talk about poor folks because that's a mechanism for our entire society. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a it's a caste system. It's mm-hmm. like an in India. Right. Let's keep let's keep this all the way real.
0: Right. Right. And and you know what's crazy is that um we've always been behind the curve. Like I said, we've always been on the business end. So. You know, in the '60s, you know, the Panthers, they come about with a uh, social justice, and you know, they start changing the gun laws, and then putting, uh, immediately, yeah, they started, you know, changing gun laws, and 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 and, and going over to Colombia, and and for, forming deals with the Colombians to push d- drugs directly into the black community. Yes. And then we go through this drug thing. Okay, folks start saying, all right, crack is whack, say no to drugs, all of this sort of stuff. We start seeing the devastating effects that, uh, you know, crack was having on the community. People start pulling off of it. Then they come up with the prison industrial complex. You know, they start making mandatory minimums and three-strike laws and all of these different things to funnel folks into the jail system. Now here we are. This is the crazy part. Uh, okay. here, here we are. You see me though, right? Yeah, uh, gotcha. we're coming out of the '90s. We coming yeah. out of that. You know, they're closing down prisons and things mm-hmm. of the sort. And then we got shit like TikTok and, okay. and Instagram. Okay. And now you have companies that are gathering like five to ten thousand data points on every human being in the world. Everybody. Everybody. So as we log into our phones with our face, they're getting that data. You can
1: run, but you can't hide.
0: You can't hide. You go ahead and log on to, you know, um, uh, Hot Rod Engines, and now you're getting advertisements for Hot Rod Engines. And while we're just now on the back end talking about...
1: It's 1984, bro. Right. It's over.
0: Yeah, so there's a whole new drug out here and a whole new... That's Man, that's why they don't really mind me talking about uh, 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 oh my, this, uh capitalism is, now Jane, because it's, it's already man. This we in a, a cyber war. You Know what you're doing, right? You know what
1: everybody doing, right? 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 Right?
0: So it's no big deal. Yeah. So we always on a business end, but it's like, man, how do we get ahead? How do we keep up? How do we? How do we? How do we advance? Um, right. And not just as black people, but just as just a, human race, like as a human race. As a human race, right? Yes. Right.
1: Absolutely. Like I. First of all, man, I hate... I love giving individual people shout-outs because mm-hmm. they my folks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I'm like, now that I'm doing this pod thing, I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to shout-out that book or mm-hmm. that song because mm-hmm. it's like they ain't paying me, but maybe they will eventually. Mm-hmm. But Surveillance Valley, mm-hmm. even if I remembered the brother's name who wrote that, I probably wouldn't pronounce it correctly. Mm-hmm. But Surveillance Valley, at the beginning of the pandemic... My wife and I read that. Mm-hmm. It, it's the entire history of the internet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From the early twentieth century up mm-hmm. till now. Yeah. And it basically you just reminded me, it emphasizes that the fact that like we're all under surveillance. Like mm-hmm. it's is over with. It. Like mm-hmm. it's done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. going off the grid, there's still satellites. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But um Man, that, that was a quick tangent. If but, they
0: could catch Osama Bin Laden. Well, that's a whole
1: nother thing. I mean, we should <laughs> dude, talk
0: can't about Can't nobody hide. If they caught that cat. Well, we... <laughs> I, I might have a little... Air. <laughs> Never mind. We'll we about it. Um, <laughs> okay, you can't hide. If they caught Bin Laden, you cannot hide, man. Right, 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 I don't know, man. There's a couple of them still out there running, but... Uh, but are they actually...
1: They're running, but are they yeah, actually hitting? Let's be real.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Or are are they allowed to be on the run? Like we uh, can get in we can get they
0: probably on Facebook. If you
1: <laughs> well, I know if there's independent
0: on Facebook. Yeah, right, <laughs> on Facebook. right. right. Asada Shakur got an Instagram account somewhere. Right, safe as hell. She, she capped. Yeah. <laughs> she kept
1: this shit. Wish you would run up on that compound. I don't know. Right. I don't wanna know. Right. I'm dog, keep we we up. know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what it is. We protect our people. Um but uh shit. Um we talked about Savannah's Valley and there was another thing I wanted to talk about, but I actually lost my train of thought. Um
0: You were saying that everybody you know they can they they you know they can see everybody, everything.
1: It was something you said before that, though. It was, uh, we were talking about the surveillance, but then you said something that I want to touch on, but I, I swear I'm forgetting. Right
0: the now. data points.
1: It a data point. Nah, it was it was something else, brother. Um, usually it comes back to me, so we can we can move forward. Uh-huh. Um, is there anything in terms of your personal story? Because um, that was something that really touched me. Uh-huh that you want to share Um, and you know I would love an excuse for you to actually come back so we can do the personal thing later maybe we could just keep this like Mm -hmm. the cause that you're on right now and Mm -hmm. the movement and I know that it's real and it Mm -hmm. means something to you Mm -hmm. we can keep it to that and we can get personal later it's all Mm -hmm. up to you
0: you know that's cool I mean however you want to do it I I just you know kind of like my cause and the reason that I am so driven is based on my personal story you know it is um, you know I'm I'm trying to create my um, my narrative and like craft my stone while I'm here so that when I'm gone, i leave something behind. And, you know, for me, um, it has to be authentic. It has to be something of substance. And it's, it. I don't want to live a superficial life. So right. I have to as hard as it was, I had to start. It's almost a therapy for me to share my story now because I hid it for so long. Like, I was ashamed that, you know, my mother was a drug addict. You know, I was ashamed that my father was, you know, he sold drugs and went to prison. And, you know, when he came out, when my mom was murdered, when he came and picked me up, he was fresh out the pen. He was still on parole. And, um, you know, seeing my dad just like, it was a trip because now uh, when I look back, I I actually appreciate his struggle. But before, I used to be mad at him a lot. You know, and then he he ended up like, luckily, right before he died, I started to like really appreciate him once I got older. Because I was like, damn, he got out the pen when he was 26. That's when he came back and got me? Or he was only 28, 29, and he picked up a trade as a carpenter, and he went to work every day, and, you know, he was doing his best to take care of me. And then I look at 26, 27-year-olds today, and I'm like, whew. You know what I mean? Pops was mature. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had to, you know, really pull back and and look at things from that view. But um, with that being said... You know my, you know my grandfather. He was BGF. He was in a Black Guerrilla family. So, wow. yeah, yeah, and I mean he was in the Oakland riots. Stole a. Uh,
1: I'm not surprised because I see your character.
0: Yeah, my grandfather. That's how he met my grandmother. Man, he stole a money order machine and was printing out money orders for everybody in the in the neighborhood. And he was printing them out for my grandmother. And then they had three kids. So then, uh, yes, yes. you know, Pops, you know, he 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 grew up in Oakland, was real street, mm-hmm. ended up going to prison. Um, you know, he sold drugs for a number of years. Uh, and me, I was living with moms. My mom was, uh, she was young. She got murdered when she was 23. Um, so she was young, you know. Um, she had me when she was, no, I'm sorry. She got murdered. She had me when she was 19. Uh she got murdered i was seven so she was 20 uh she was about 24 25 or something like that 24 25 so she was a young lady when she got murdered um and when i reflect back on that now i look at 24 year olds and 25 year olds i'm like man that was heavy uh at that time but you know she was running the streets she was on drugs she was running the streets and um, that ended, resulted in me going from family member to family member. And, you know, I got in some trouble. I became a ward of the state. They sent me out to Sacramento to NRCC. Um, I did, um, I did two years there. Um, and then I went into that fire program. Uh, the C, uh, what now it's called Cal Fire, but it used to be called CDF. So I went to CDF. I started fighting fire up in, uh, Ben Lomond. Uh, out here towards uh, Santa Cruz. I went to fire camp, and then I got out, and just kind of me being really resilient. I never wanted to be in the street shit. Like, so, I was kind of like a a kid who was raised in that, but at heart, I was a little bit square. So, like, I liked G.I. Joe. I liked Transformers. Oh, yeah. I like playing on, on my... Shit. Yeah, I like playing Optimus on... Prime. Man. Yeah, right, right. I like toys. I like. Uh, thundercats and playing on my Ooh, big wheel. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I thought, I thought, um uh, uh you know, I thought I was Bruce Leroy. You know what I'm saying? When I was a kid, I did taekwondo, so I was into all of that sort of stuff. But you know, when you grow up in a an environment right, like that, you right. hit a you hit an age where. Uh, you gotta you, make a choice. You start assimilating. You start it's like. Not,
1: it's, it's not even in your control. It's like you gotta make a choice.
0: Right. You know, especially if you're. When your family is doing it. So, like, my older. Right. That's another thing. Yeah. That's another layer. Right. Right. When I'm around my older cousins and they all smoking weed and they like put the joint up to your lips and you hit it, it's like. Or, you know, like where I'm from, it, it like. Or my family was raw. It was like. You would come in the house and be like, "Hey, can I jump in the car? Y'all go to the store?" Nah, you ain't got no hair on your balls. Yes, I do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, no. yeah. You, 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 you're trying to prove you. you trying to prove your, Yeah, yeah. You know, you're trying to prove yourself. Exactly. So that 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 was the the nature. Um, man, when I was like around 12, 13, man, my family was like big on breaking into trains. You know what I'm saying? They would like go busting the trains and stuff like that on the train tracks and. Whole nother story, but that's the sort of stuff, you know, you seeing dope cooked on a, on the stove growing up and, and, and just right, all kind right. of stuff. So, you know, like I said, at heart, that wasn't really like how, I that wasn't what really naturally interests me, but that became a, a, a survival mechanism is to assimilate to what was going on around me. Right. So whenever I got the opportunity to break away from that, I did and going to CYA into the youth authority and going yeah. into the fire camp was an opportunity for me oh. to do something different. And where most people get out and regress back to what they're comfortable with, right. I took a hold of that opportunity and ran with it. So that's when I joined, I, I, I applied with the U.S. Forest Service right. and became a firefighter with the U.S. Forest Service. And at that point, it was no looking back for me.
1: Let me just, I hate to cut you off, brother, but I'm going to be honest with you, and this is a selfish thing, I want you to come back ASAP.
0: For sure. So so I'm going
1: to pause you right there. Uh-huh.
0: Because, like, once again,
1: your story should be told. Because mm. I know it's a lot of young kings out there and queens mm-hmm. that have a similar story. Mm. I and mean, if I don't know them, I know they got a similar story. And you could be an inspiration. So I'm going to cut it off right now. Mm. I'm going to do what I do in terms of editing. I'm going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. Get your approval before I put anything out. Right. And then we can do part two next time you that's come all, visit that's I, all good. I want you to come as often as you can. I know For,
0: you're sure. Busy. For sure. For and, sure. And I, and I do want to acknowledge that my story is not unique by no means. And, you know, it's funny as I used right. to be embarrassed that I was another reason I was embarrassed of saying it because I feel like it was selling something that so many other people have went through but don't have the platform and it was brought to my attention is that's why you should say it. Ex-
1: that's, ex- yep, that's, exactly that's why right.
0: you should say it because they don't have the platform. But I always want to acknowledge that I am not unique. I'm not of, one of a kind. None of us are. There is so many, and even with worse stories ex- and, mm-hmm. and even yes. more triumphant, right, everything. Right. But
1: And those are stories we need to hear because there's another young person out there that's going through the same thing. And w- if they hear that somebody went through the same thing, and they got out of it, then that gives them hope. Right. That gives them, I right. can follow that blueprint. If right. they made it out, right. I can make
0: it out. Right. And then think about the the opposite end of the spectrum. Think about, you know, my little brother, right? My dad had five kids and I know, I'm just rambling now, but I want to get back do, out do there to you, the family.
1: Brother, you, you wrap up however yeah. you want.
0: But my dad had five kids all by uh, different women and i have a little brother. <laughs> yeah, right i have a little brother though the
1: mackin was cracked man
0: the mackin was a rolling stone <laughs> so uh uh you know my little brother man he went to uh, uh what is it a cal lutheran or uh, in redwood and he okay. and, yeah he went to private school okay. I, my little brother went to private I school know about that. and then he and then he dipped off and went to langston then he came back and got um, uh, did a post back program, mm-hmm. and he's in his final uh, year of residency uh, at UCSF right he's now. A doctor. He's a doctor. Okay. And this is my little brother, so I went through all of this, but now my little brother, right, is a doctor. Right.
1: You probably, you probably, you and my bigger brother, uh-huh. y'all could probably connect. He in South Sac. Yeah. Okay. Y'all probably. <laughs> Yeah, you can talk about your little brothers and be like man that's a little
0: mother <laughs> yeah and I'm hella proud of him I'm man I, he'll tell you I'm I, always I you proud of me man. Uh, yeah yeah that's I good Christmas Day. that's good I'm hella proud of him and it's like his experience now he's going through the opposite end of the spectrum like he ain't nowhere near the street right. but he's dealing with like this systematic racism on a whole nother level yeah. and he's trying to balance the like he's trying to balance feeling Um, feeling uh, uh, you know not being I don't want to say demasculated but being uh, being skinned because
1: I know exactly what you're talking about
0: he don't he don't want to feel like he's being skinned like they're snatching his skin away from him and he's trying to hold on to being a black man yes you know what i'm saying but it he don't, yeah and and to identify he comes to me a lot and i keep telling him like look you a black man no matter what you don't have to have my experience well, to be, be reptable. No, no. nigga if i had your hand i'd chop mines off right now that's what i'm thinking but i'm like you know you look man i got so right, much right. i got i look at him and i see hope exactly Like I'm looking at him, like oh man, but then at the same time he looking at me and saying, "Man, you so resilient. I see hope in you." So it's like, man, how do we
1: connect? How do we bridge streets and the schoolhouse and brothers' community and and Queens when we all communicating and you can see, regardless of the circumstances, we all walk in the same path. Is that real, man? It's so it's so real that it's like you said it earlier. Like we have more in common, man. Then when it comes to differences, think, we just need to communicate. Yep. And when we do that,
0: then I honestly believe when these large spectrums of black men and their experiences are able to get the shit right and come together, then we'll be able to connect with these rest of the the rest of the world. You know, the rest of the the nation. We'll be able to connect back to Africa. We'll be able to connect. But first, we gotta figure this. We, we, sh- we gotta we have to do really. Some,
1: um. What what is it called? We got to do some house cleaning, man. We got to do some house cleaning. And, and the the other thing is like, uh, and we can our, our progress. And I learned this. just through do my studies because I'm a schoolboy. I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got my other side or whatever, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: it's real. Man. It's like, what did what did Huey say? We're the spearhead of the movement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're the ones running up that hill, catching all the bullets, catching mm-hmm. all the arrows, mm-hmm. but the butt of the spear causes the most damage. It's not the point of the spear. Mm-hmm. So once we actually come together, That's we're deep. not only going to make it better for That's our deep. community, mm-hmm. but I really believe this. We'll make it better for, for the, world. the world, for everyone, for the world. regardless of what you're going through.
0: Right. That's why it's black men. We can't like, we can't I, I, look, I, I understand. People be like, oh, systematic racism, white people and I'll be like, all right, yeah, I get that. I do understand that, that. But That's
1: a level, but you gotta level up. You
0: gotta level up. Yeah. It's on us. Like the is important. You yeah.
1: gotta understand the history. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta level up. Yeah.
0: I can't sit around all day and blame no white man for my problems because that just ain't me. You know what I'm saying? It's all about you. It's, it's all, all about, about the me. Right, right. Change comes
1: from within. Right. And I and I understand when folks, because I went through it too. Yeah. When you going through your stuff, right. you focus externally. Right. You, you focus on who's hurting me, who's who wants to hurt me, right. and you blame other folks. But right. when you go internal, Brad, right. when you start dealing with your your childhood stuff, right. your everything, and it's hard as a motherfucker. Like, trust me, I do right. that. Right. But like my mother always told me, nothing worthwhile comes easy. When you do that hard work inside. Mm-hmm. And my auntie Karen, you already know mm-hmm. Panther. Panther.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. She said, "Don't try to change the world; change yourself, and the world around you will change."
0: Um, change. I just
1: got that during the pandemic. I yeah. just realized, oh my god.
0: Yep.
1: You're right, auntie. My bad. Mm-hmm. All the meteors, mm-hmm. I could have just relaxed.
0: Yep. yep. Could have just relaxed, and I look at the, you know, once soon as we, get soon as we could get that, you know, as soon as, and like I said, black man, uh, especially. You know, then the rest of the community will follow, but we got to get fat. We got to bridge that gap. Right, right. That is super important. And it's that, very know, like important. I
1: remember, those difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. Those difficult conversations, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. If the bosses from every block got to talk, yeah. then they need to have a sit down. Right. We, we like mob movies so much. Right. We like Kozanosha so much. Right. We need to have sit downs. We need to have, we need to break bread. We need to have barbecues. We need to go to restaurants. Even if y'all want to go to, uh, um, you know, mutually exclusive territory where, like, it's not somebody's home mm-hmm. and we all, what it don't matter how many security. We need to break bread. We need to have conversations. It, and we need to understand, real quick, like, uh, diplomacy. We need uh, to understand that just because somebody get loud or might be cussing, that don't mean we go to war, bro. Mm-hmm. That's them just words. Mm-hmm. Sticks and stones. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to stay in the same space Mm -hmm. and go through what we're going through and get that out verbally Mm -hmm. and get to a point where we come together. It don't matter how long Mm it takes. It can take three days. You you gotta get to an agreement. And
0: you want to know what's sad? Is that like, and this is where um, you know it comes down to influence and the basic necessities. Because some of us are so beat down some of us are so uh Mm -hmm. we're so you know tattered and just bruised and beat up that it's hard for us to even hear each other because we're but we'll listen to yes a place of comfort yes Yes, and 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 this is where and i hate to go back to this but this is this is where the capitalism I'm watching Jay-Z do this. Okay. Right? I'm watching Jay-Z. First of all, this man goes out and becomes a billionaire. Right? Correct. Then he shows us what how a family unit is supposed to look. Correct. All of their family problems are out on display. And then they work through them together, right?
1: Yes, which is the most important. Part.
0: Right. And then he turns around and he starts to you know, becomes a philanthropist, starts to give back, you know, he starts to doing all of this, you know, he starts doing all of this, like, like righteous stuff within the black colleges. I mean, I'm personally experiencing something right now with Jay-Z and cannabis and the parent company where they're reaching out and and working with us to do an insertion. So, uh, you know, and, and, and whether the deal is completely closed or not, just the... The value of the experience and everything that I'm getting from the contacts and connections, mm-hmm. it's just dope and it's, it's dope in itself, right? Can um,
1: I get a Rock Nation hat, bro? Man, you, I'm trying to be? get
0: one. Man, I'm trying to get a chain. I'm like, look,
1: I'm saying, that deal <laughs> go through. All I want is a hat. Man, you, you know, snap back from my wall.
0: Look, man, you know, man, I'm inviting you to everything. So I, that, that's where I'm at. I, well, if I'm ready
1: for all that. I just want
0: a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good, but. uh You know, I think that his voice, because of him leading by example Mm -hmm. and showing, uh, I think at the end of the day, we're all looking for the same thing. And that's like, and that's like peace. You That's know what I mean? Thing, yeah, more commonalities. Yeah, we
1: just gotta talk. Yeah, we're
0: yeah. all we're all looking for peace and comfort in this world. So, and we want
1: and we want more for our children.
0: And we want more for our it's children. It's all the same, right? Yeah. Even even the, even the cat out there, the dustiest cat in the streets, is looking for that peace. Exactly. So so, so by leading by example, first we gotta lead by example. And unfortunately, individually. Yep. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, like a lot of our people think that that peace lies in money when they really don't. But nah, that's where they think you know what i mean but so they, it's like they
1: think that for a reason you know what i mean that's why like i can't really blame an individual because it's like the circumstances it is the circumstances cause you to be that way so i can't be like it's something in you unless you're a sociopath what, what, what are we up that's all across the board
0: what are we up against we're up against big media a lot we're up against you know the
1: economics
0: viacom the education
1: the education, education lack thereof,
0: lack thereof. The, the the prison the, pipeline. The prison pipeline. The yeah, way the history, history the way history is rolled out to us. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know mm-hmm, man. when you go into African American history, the first thing they do is tell us how we were slaves. And then everybody look over at us in the classroom like
1: That's why I love teaching, because I didn't do that. <laughs> I just do different. Them brothers in Oakland taught me, man, African American male achievement, they train me different. Yeah. Nah, these are kings right here.
0: Yeah. This is the real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm going to the truck. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. And I want to get out there with the
1: family. I know I was
0: about to say your wife probably like, what
1: the hell? Girl, I'm a dandy, man.
0: Yeah, man, we can finish this. We can go part two whenever you want.